have a wrist, don't you? Yes, I do, Eli. She <laughs> missed the toast. There's yes. also a Ralph find, no? Sarah, what? <laughs> I love being Jewish! everyone welcome, welcome to another <laughs> episode of do you know the movie man, man. uh i'm your host this week <laughs> maya lev and these are my amazing co-hosts becky evans sarah sagittarius <laughs> get it i get it okay <laughs> everyone got it i guess everyone got it everyone got What's it again? it's from that old mtv sketch show the state Right. Oh, you didn't show us that. Where okay. they get $240 worth, worth of, of pudding. Put, worth of pudding. Check it out. We can link that in the description. <laughs> link in the description. <laughs> For $240 of pudding. Worth of pudding. Worth of pudding. Anyways, uh, this week we talked about one of my favorite movies ever, Dirty Dancing. It's from 1987. Mm. Gals, can you give me a synopsis? All right, so we could do this one of two ways. Okay, every other sentence or every other word. Okay, so what do you want to do? Please do sentence. Let let's give Maya a break. Every other sentence. (laughs) Let's do every other sentence. Do you want to go first? I can if you want me to. Okay, you go first. All right. There's a grown woman named Baby, (laughs) (laughs) and she's. Um, going to this summer retreat thing for a few weeks with her entire family, mm-hmm. which is her mother, father, and sister, and they arrive. Okay, <laughs> their baby meets the dancers, which is basically the group of people who are employed by this weird summer camp country club place mm. uh, to teach the guests how to dance. Right. Uh, but they're like they're a little like from the rougher side of the tracks or something. She's intrigued by their raw sexuality. Right. And then she, um, um, what does she do after that? She finds out that the woman dancer, mm-hmm. um, is pregnant. Oh no. Uh oh. Hate to see it. Then. In English, that means pregnant if you've not seen <laughs> that video. She is pregnant. <laughs> got it in one. You got it. Um, pregnant. And she is like, I know I'm gonna lose my job if I have a baby. Say that again. Um, what? <laughs> she goes, if I, if I have my baby, I'm gonna lose job. But then baby, which is kind of confusing because she's having a baby, but there's a grown woman named baby. Ooh. This is grown woman baby. She goes, I'll just ask my dad for money, mm-hmm. uh, and it works. But but there's a complication, and this the female dancer whose name I didn't write down. It's Penny. Penny. Penny thank you, Penny. She can only get a, a an appointment with the abortion doctor. They never say abortion, I don't think. No, they never or say pre- the words. They, <laughs> it's weird. They treat it very bizarrely. We'll get into it. Uh, the censors, man. <laughs> she uh, has to have someone cover her dancing shift mm-hmm. so that she can get this procedure done. And here comes Baby. And Baby's like, 
I'll learn your your number. How hard can it be? And then Patrick Swayze, who's the um, dance man. The dance man. <laughs> He's like, um, pff, uh, I guess, whatever. I'll teach you the steps, baby. And then they um, do a dance montage. And she they, learns the dance. They, they not only learn to dance, but they learn about each other. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, they're not so different after all. Maybe. Um, I don't know how deep we want to get into the plot. Yeah, they basically learn how to dance. Um, High jinks Pe- and Penny Sue. ends up okay. Yeah, well, that's pretty. For a hot sector, well, she isn't. Okay, but she ends up okay. Yeah, she. It gets a little rough. And love triumphs. Love triumphs over. Over protective fathers. Over class. Cla- this is a movie about class this is a warfare. Movie about class warfare. <laughs> and that's something that I Baby, do want to talk about. Baby's a class traitor. <laughs> the <Wait>. end. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so that's like part of it. Maya. Yes. Why did you choose this movie to watch? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So, I remember the first time I ever saw this movie. How old were you? I was in seventh grade. Oh. So I was... 13. I almost said 17. <laughs> I'm 17. <laughs> That's not how age I'm works. I'm secretly 30. Huh? Wow. It so wasn't yeah. a secret. It was St. Patrick's Day. Um, I was homesick from school. Mm. And my mom was like, oh, you should watch this movie. So I did. And I'm pretty sure it was my sexual awakening. Oh! <laughs> oh! oh. Just, just like a general thing. I no. was like, whoa! Expound on that. What parts? What part did you... What part of there, this movie made you sit up straight in bed and go, oh no, I'm a woman now? There had to be a scene. Uh, what scene? Well, when Baby and Patrick Swayze are like in his little cabin thing. In his bungalow. Yeah, and they're like dancing to that song. Oh my god, can I just say, I this is the f- genuinely the first time I've seen this movie. I've seen the ending dance just because it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't fully appreciate that there was literal dirty dancing and dirty dancing. I thought it was going to, I thought <laughs> uh-huh. it was just like a, a cute name, but it was, it was like going to be, it wasn't going to be anything that I hadn't seen already yeah. in other movies. It was going to be like, oh, funny, they think this is dirty, but no, there's like yeah. full on grinding, yeah. like legs are up. Yeah. Legs are up so, and around. Okay, on first watch, I love this movie because of all the dancing and the romance, because I do love to dance. Mm-hmm. I did take a salsa class with my mom when I was in high school, and I was the youngest person there. See, I was going to ask this question to you guys. Have you ever taken, have you learned to dance? You have, I guess. Do you count yeah, that? I guess. Yeah. It was in um, the the high school um, at the town over from mine. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, after watching this like a million times, there's more things that I've noticed, more like deeper themes that are relevant to the 60s. Things about race and access to healthcare. And, and white liberalism. <laughs> yeah, idealism and realism and classism and hypocrisy and that... Those layers are why I really appreciate this movie. Because on the surface, it can easily be written off as some, like, romantic, cheesy 80s movie. But no, like, it's it's really deeper Isn't than that. Isn't it, though? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I don't know if they necessarily intended it, but I think there's so many important things in this movie, and that's why I keep going back to it. Yes, Sarah. <laughs> I want... Sarah's raising her hand. I want to ask if you were legitimately going to ask me if I'd ever taken a dance lesson. <laughs> Because I... Have you? Take a friggin' guess. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. 
I would. I do. I. Work, I feel like I need to like have a baseline. I don't know. Dancing ability. You I, did like, sports. Did you, you did. You used to sports. <laughs> did yeah. you ever take dance class? No, I didn't take a dance class. I knew. I said at the bottom of last week's episode that I bet the dancing was going to make me uncomfortable, and it did. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I'm a why? child. No. Okay. So may I tell an embarrassing dancing story? Yeah. Yes, please. And so okay. There is at our school like a dancing club. Anyway, first my my first year here. High school, right? No, this is college. Oh, oh, this is college. Cool. And like one for some reason this Which like a, dancing club. The dancing club. I don't know. Ballroom. Oh, the ballroom it, dancing club. Oh, yeah. Okay. I always wanted to join that. The ballroom dancing club. And I went I went to their first meeting at like my freshman year or something. And I was like, "You know what? I want to learn how to dance, like do ballroom dancing. It'll be fun. For some reason, that was like a thing that I was excited to do in college. Like finally, I can learn how to ballroom dance. Yeah, Not entirely sure why. Loser. Because I'm a loser. I would be in the same train of thought. And so I went with my roommate, and at some point we got split up because we were told to find new partners. I could not get the steps. I forget what the what the dance was. It was not good. This poor girl got stuck with me. And halfway through, like, our little session, she's like, okay, that's enough. And we just stood there and stared at each other <gasps> while everyone else continued <gasps> to dance. No. Yeah, because I could not get it. Oh, <laughs> and I, I said, mm, I will never be back here again. Thank and God. I never went back. It was a nightmare. It was a sign from above. So I don't love dancing because it makes me feel bad. <laughs> but I do like yeah. watching dancing. Organized dancing is not really my favorite. Doing whatever the hell I want, that is something I, I enjoy. I want to learn how to dance. I just don't have any coordination. Speaking of choreography, here's a little tidbit, fun <gasps> fact. Ooh, yeah. The choreography was done by Kenny Ortega. Wait. Yep. Who we know for doing the choreography of High School Musical. And directing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he also well, did um, things for Michael Jackson for yeah. his, like, um, I don't know, there was, like, a, a documentary of, like, a tour made about him I remember seeing. Hmm. And Kenny Ortega was involved with that. I wrote down some of the movies he choreographed. Because oh, he also did Xanadu. Newsies? <gasps> Fer- yes, Newsies. Ferris Bueller. Oh. oh. He did Hocus Pocus. Oh. Tu Wong Fu. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. And Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie, Julie Newmar. Newmar. Another Patrick Swayze movie. Yes, but Patrick Swayze in drag. Even better. Oh. And uh, Wikipedia only lists High School Musical 3, which I was Sus. puzzled. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe anyway. because the third one was the only one to be in theaters. Oh, but still, I don't, maybe. I remember seeing it in the theater. Shady Wikipedia. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's why I picked this movie. That's the long and short of it. But so I want to know how you guys felt about <laughs> it because I'm getting some mixed feelings from the crowd Okay, here. I want to say up front, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. <gasps> oh, God, I'm so relieved. Good. But I was also uncomfortable a few times. I want to get into your uncomfortable. May, <laughs> may I say? Yeah. Yes. I love this movie. (gasps) I had such a good time. I literally could not stop smiling the entire time. (laughs) I was just like, oh, this is a fun movie. Right? Like, I I love fun movies. I get it. Like, there's some stuff I'm like, I'll just ignore it. (laughs) Exactly. But then I was just like, oh, they're dancing. And there are, like, little tiny tiny pieces that I'm just like oh that really that really got me like oh oh god so here's the thing um you've met my mother Mm -hmm. you've also met my mother Mm -hmm. both of you have been to my house my mom cries at happy things Mm -hmm. so like for example the Katy Perry movie when she sings Whitney Houston interesting it's like a very happy dancey moment my mother full-on crying the ending of Dirty Dancing every single time makes her cry. Wow. So this is like a special movie 
in my house in general. Because it makes your mom cry? Yes. And wow. also, 1987 was like peak young adulthood <laughs> for my parents. Did your mom see this movie like in the theater? Oh, I think she must have. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask a question at oh, the top? Because it's going to bug me. Mm-hmm. So there's the one, like, kind of director of activities guy who's mm-hmm. using the megaphone the whole time. Is that Newman? Newman, yes. Is it? Wait, it is. Okay. Uh, Wayne Explain. Knight, the Explain. guy who plays Newman in Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. I saw him. And I, I, I went, yes. Newman. I but then they showed him again, and I was like, wait. That was him. Is I he skinnier? Watched is that enough why? Seinfeld. He's like the enemy one. You'd know him if you... Well, I guess you, you have wouldn't. S- <laughs> I was no. say, you'd know him if you heard his voice, but she did and didn't know him. He's in Seinfeld, and got like it. he's an actor who, whenever you see him in anything, if you've seen Seinfeld, wait, you go, Newman. Newman. Are we talking about the guy with the glasses and the little, like, Colonel Sanders tie? Yeah, and he's got yeah. that out th- with the red coat. <laughs> He's really funny. Yeah. I enjoyed him. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get back to it. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I just wanted to establish no. that up front. Newman <laughs> is in the film. Okay. Good. That's for sure. Good. That happened. And also, Jerry Orbach. Yes. Who? He's the dad. He's baby's dad. But who? He's okay. from... He's on Law and Order. Law and Order. He's, oh. a de- he's a detective that was on Law and Order. And he... SVU? <laughs> no. Law and... Oh, like, a, he was OG Law and I Order. I only know SVU. And so when... He, what was his name again? Oh, God, I don't know his name. But Jerry, his name is Jerry Orbach. Yeah, I don't Jerry know his, motherfucking Orbach. I don't know his, his character's name in SVU, or not SVU, Jesus. Thank you, Sarah. Law um, Order. Law and Order. <laughs> but when, when I saw him, I was like, the entire, every time he's on screen, I was like, is he going to find a body? Oh, is he going to have a one-liner? Yeah. No, different, different turn for Mr. Yeah. Orbach. So, I noticed you guys were a little curious about this whole, like, resort situation. Yeah, what is happening? Why are Let these rich people at summer camp? attempt to explain. Okay. So, in the 50s, in the Catskills, there were many of these resort places geared toward Jewish families. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask if it was a Jewish summer yes, camp. I... Because they talk about <laughs> Sandy Koufax, who was a Jewish baseball yes. player. It's taken me a couple of watches to realize that this is actually a Jewish movie, and that's... I just had no idea. I was going to ask if that's why you liked it. <laughs> Upon first watch, I had no clue. I watched this movie with Nathan today, and we picked up many details that I had not noticed See, on my first few watches. That went right over my head. <laughs> yeah. I there's did not one, pick up on that. There's one part where the announcer is going something something uh something with rabbi blah blah mm-hmm. blah see i heard that but i just when and i never picked up on it as a team i heard that but didn't it didn't even register i'm just like a, exactly. a rabbi is giving a lecture yes at this weird yeah. summer and camp. it was a funny a funny phrase so i see yeah, in like so. minute two i was like is this jewish summer camp <laughs> i don't know why i picked up on it i have a good radar for that as someone who did go to jewish summer camp yes it is effectively when, adult jewish summer when camp. did you realize this for the first time. What, like, what? Like, pretty much today. Okay. So was it just, like, a country club that would have, like, structured events for vacationers? Pretty much. And, like, would actually allow Jews to participate in stuff. Because, like, country clubs at the time right. were like, no, yeah. you're not allowed. Those have been a thing since yeah. the 19th century. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. So. See, I'm not, like, I'm completely over my head. It's just, like, a fun little vacation time. Very uh, fun 50s fab, whatever. Um, lots of great outfits. Like, so to draw some parallels. Um, so many good outfits. I know. But the so, outfits are very 60s via the 80s. Yeah. They are. <laughs> like, I, was, I didn't, I, I knew 
from like okay we're it opens with narration which is weird is this was this a book i don't think so no. yeah i don't think so it's baby narrating but just the beginning it literally part. she only narrates to tell you it's yeah. the summer of 1963 president kennedy's still alive the beatles haven't arrived yet which i think is actually very important music wise yeah and we can talk about that more when we get to the music. But, yeah, like, I remember the first time I ever watched this movie. This was during my Beatles obsession phase. And I was like, oh, my God, the Beatles weren't a thing yet? Whoa. <gasps> music was totally different. <laughs> and anyways. Um, well, they were a thing. They just hadn't come to the U.S. yet. Yes, because they were in their Hamburg phase, hey, probably. Paul. <laughs> hey, Paul, come over here. <gasps> There's a ghost. Come here, Paul. Is that John? Yoko. John, are you with us? Yoko, let's sing again, Yoko. Ringu. <laughs> Ringu? <laughs> that's how I, that's my... Rut row. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, there were like, Kellerman's was probably based off of a real place. But like, there's so many great outfits in this movie. But you're right, it is 60s via the 80s. Because I was looking up on IMDb just now, and he was saying that Jennifer Grey was wearing Keds from the 80s <laughs> which I really do like the Keds like let me just say I'm they should have been sure. much dirtier it was very yeah. dusty yes 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 I think this movie might be the reason why I only ever buy striped shirts now that I'm like thinking about the course that my life has taken I love a striped shirt I don't oh remember God. many striped shirts in this there were like at least three so okay. I, I distinctly remember um, there was a red and white there, one the, when she first goes to like the dancer's area where they're like having their own oh. dance she's wearing like a fluffy blue cardigan cardigan and a dress also great cardigans in this movie yes and the second time she goes she's wearing a red striped like oh. cut off like muscle tee thing with bermuda shorts with yeah. her like shorts yeah she, so like baby's wardrobe progresses the more yes. sexually liberated she the is. more confident she gets the less she wears which i think is quite interesting and you know i admire that she starts out very much looking like she's 12, and then... Wearing some Lily Pulitzer shit. Yeah, a full-grown woman called Baby. Whose actual name is Frances, and the first woman in the cabinet. What a grown-up name, Baby. I'm Patrick Sweezy. Yeah. Oh. Patrick, is that you? <laughs> He's with a us. Ghost. Patrick and John Lennon are joining us for this episode. Coming <laughs> to you live. Best of friends. <laughs> um... Yeah, I just really loved her outfits. Okay, the one where she's got that pink tank top and the shorts, and she's, like, fully feeling her oats and, like, dancing. Oh, yeah. It's just iconic. Like, those are cute shorts. Right? I think you can buy those shorts now. They're, those are very mm -hmm. much back in style. Yeah. Yeah, that's a look I wish I could pull off. You can. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's go, once quarantine's over, let's go find us some Dirty Dancing-inspired outfits and live our best lives. I'd love that idea. I also, I want to say that this summer camp, I don't know what to call it, so I'm going to call it summer camp. <laughs> this it's, summer it's camp Kellerman's. place. Eh, this summer camp place. Okay. <laughs> seems like my personal hell. It seems like the worst. And that's why Baby breaks all the rules and does whatever she wants. But the way she breaks the rules seems like the next layer of hell for me. <laughs> I'll, yeah. Explain. Let's, explain let's get into this. Tell me why this movie makes you uncomfortable. Not all of it. Okay. What parts make you uncomfortable? The dirty dancing parts. You, <laughs> you don't like watching them dirty dance? No. You don't like the hips? No. You're not a fan of the sweezy hips? No. At all? Nope. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like fun? No, I'm kidding. No. Oh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So you just don't like dancing? Hmm. I, well, no, I like the dance at the end. Okay. That is the best one. Question for you, ladies. Yes. <laughs> what was your favorite dance scene from this movie? 
Oh, I know. Sarah, what's your favorite dance? Mine was the one that Baby wasn't in, where it was Patrick and Penny. <laughs> At the first one, yeah. where like, first, like, just cut in the rug. That was the yeah. most technically Oh, my God. Astounding. She bends in half. Yeah. She, right. multiple times. I wanted her to dance more. She should have been in it more. Yeah. <laughs> justice for Penny. Yeah, <laughs> justice for Penny in many ways. Maya, how about you? What, what was your favorite dance scene? Let's see. I mean, I love all of it, but one that I really like is the part when... Baby is much more confident in her dance skills, and it's the um, Love is Strange song by Mickey and Sylvia. Sing it. Sing a little bit. Which one's that? Baby. Doo, doo, doo. Yes. Oh, baby. Yes. How do you call your lover boy? I love that scene. Oh, lover boy. And then stupid Neil shows up. Uh, Ugh. Worse. I hate him. He's so freaking annoying. That's a very good scene, because that scene is extremely hot. Right? It's a very good scene. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm with you, Maya. I get it. See? High five. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but I think I think I might be with you on that one, Maya. That one would be my favorite scene. It's just like their their romance is a little bit cheesy and like seems a little improbable that they would just like automatically fall in love after one week. But you know, that's a romance. <laughs> it's a movie. movie. Yeah. But like I just love that they teach each other. Baby starts off as this like naive idealist person, doesn't know anything about the world. Yeah. And Johnny is very much a realist and a cynic, really. Yeah. He doesn't believe that anyone's really the working class. He's the yeah. working class man. <laughs> but then they teach each other. So Baby teaches him how to fight for what he wants. Not let the man push him around. Yeah, and then Johnny teaches Baby how to, like, be a human person. How to check her privilege. And, like, yes, <laughs> literally. And, like, just, like, you know, not be a naive little girl who's about to go to college. But what works for me about the relationship is that they like each other so much. Yeah. But you might not feel it, but the part that I liked is when Baby goes to Johnny's little cabana. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, yelling at each other. But they're talking about how great the other one is. It's like, no, you're great. You're everything. You're so brave. But they're yeah. they're so angry. But they're just like, you're great. And even if it doesn't fully bear out in the acting, yeah. I just accept it. Because I like the way the movie's going. He's like, no, you stood up for me. Like, No one's ever done that for me, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You're the only one that's like ever, you know, really put their neck on the line for me, baby. And she's just like, you're the only person who's ever grinded on me. So <laughs> I owe you my life. <laughs> Oh my god. What Man, I was trying to think of the point where he starts liking her. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't like her. He does not. That, I, I like well, that. And it's the part where they're in the woods. Yeah, but like, why? She doesn't do anything except laugh. I mean, I guess they I had think, a good time. I, I think know. it's the, the... What you're supposed to infer is that they've just been spending so much time together that yeah. they're starting to like have a mutual affection yeah, I guess. You just kind of have to accept can it. We, you have to just accept It's a very hand-wavy, it's a montage. You're like, yeah. they're falling in love. Can we talk about um, the very first time that Baby and Johnny, like, actually meet the watermelon scene? <gasps> what, I would love to talk about the watermelon scene. So, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about... Watch um, the movie. So Baby's, like, snooping around. She She's bored with her upper class life oh i have whatever. a theory that baby's illiterate <laughs> why <Ooh. laughs> 
Because she's walking away from dinner or whatever, and then there's a sign that says staff only, no guests, and it's huge and red and, like, white with big letters, and she just walks right past it. She's about to go to Mount Holyoke, and she can't even read. I like uh, that How's she gonna be in the Peace Corps without being able to read? I also think it's just because <laughs> signs mean nothing to her. Well, yeah. Check her privilege. Maybe Maybe that's why. It's still the beginning of the movie, baby. She doesn't obey signs because she's allowed to go wherever she wants. Right, I guess. Daddy told her. Or she's illiterate. Or she's illiterate. I think she's just uh, looking for an adventure. And she's tired of being so sheltered, but doesn't know it. Doesn't really know just how sheltered she is. Dancing is her language. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, She speaks. She she sees this guy, Billy, who helped them unload the bags from their car. And he's carrying three ginormous watermelons very tubular. Long. they're very long totally tubular they're like not circles they're very much yeah tubes cylindrical i wrote janky ass watermelons <laughs> yeah i've never seen a watermelon that big in my entire life so anyways he's trying to carry three of them and he's like okay fine can you please help me even though you're not supposed to be here um and she carries a watermelon up the stairs and then all these people are dancing and i remember seeing that for the first time and just being like whoa what am i seeing right now i shouldn't be seeing this this is amazing like (laughs) just all these people like i was saying when i was watching this day i was like why don't people dance like this anymore it's awesome people do dance like that but just like with a certain level of talent because i think it's just because they're actors Still, I just I want to go to there, you know. I think it's most people don't have that the level of talent of the people in this movie, and so they're not going to be able to grind, but also like immediately go into a foxtrot. Yeah, most people, but still, Johnny Castle can. Let it be known that I just love everything about that kind of energy that's happening. Sarah, how did you respond to that energy? To that scene? Yes, the same way Baby did. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah. Are you a baby? Oh no! I wish. I wish at some point in the movie she had stopped being called baby. Yeah. Like, I, th- I, I wish thought, that, I thought that was gonna be like part of her like old persona. She was gonna shed, but no, well, the baby part stuck. She did say in her brief narration in the beginning, she was like, "That was the summer. Everyone still called me baby, and I didn't think to mind it so much." Yeah. But because it was in the opening narration, I thought it was gonna be more important than just like knowing yeah, her name. So. There'd be VO at the end, like, and no one called me baby after that. No yeah. one ever call me baby again. I don't know. I thought there'd be more of an arc, but that's okay. Maybe it's just implied. I'll know. never go hungry again. What? I'll never go by baby again. <laughs> I'm moving past that. You're not a film minor. You should know that. No, I don't know. Never seen a film. What part of me not having ever seen a film before? Don't you understand? I forget. I keep forgetting. Mm. So, yeah, she has... The iconic line, I carried a watermelon. The iconic line. Because she's so awestruck by the specimen that is... Johnny Castle. Johnny Castle, Patrick Swayze. Mm -hmm. Just a raw, like, just energy. Yeah. Fun fact, um, Patrick Swayze was a trained ballet dancer. Didn't know if you guys knew that. Did you um, happen to check out the series on Netflix, The Movies That Made Us? Their episode on Dirty Dancing. Um, I think we should watch it together. Yeah, it's so I did learn that from that um, that I, little special. It's a little yeah. interesting behind the scenes. Why would you watch it before the movie? I didn't watch it this summer. Okay. <laughs> so confused. <laughs> My parents, do you really want the whole no, story? No, I don't. Yeah. I'll cut this out. Go ahead. Okay. Why did you, why did you question me like that? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, there's a lot of iconic lines 
in this movie, and many people consider No One Puts Baby in a Corner to be the most iconic, but I honestly hate that line, and I think it's stupid. I agree. <laughs> no one talks like that. What kind of line is that? No, th- like, it's so out of place. It is really out of place. Um... I don't know. I didn't mind it. Y'all okay. seem y'all seem bothered over it. It was just weird. I don't know. Did I've, it not, I've always found it to be weird. Did it not like come out of nowhere for you a little yes, bit? Yes, it did. No one speaks like that. No one puts baby in the corner. It sounds like they were trying to write a line. And yeah. I guess it succeeded because it's a famous I know. It's Hollywood like the line. most famous. So I guess they won. All right. Curse them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a bad line. There's so many better part like the dialogue is kind of goofy sometimes. Yeah. But it's never like that. Jenny. No. Johnny Castle. Yeah. <laughs> what a, a knight in black leather. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, another thing that I noticed during this watch of this movie was um, I kind of s- started talking about this before, but like certain things that are relevant to the 60s. And there's this one part um, where Neil is talking about. Um, like he's asking baby what she's going to be doing um neil is the worst i don't neil i'm not going to explain anything we else can about neil talk more he's about neil. the worst so baby's like oh like i'm going to mount holyoke and then i'm going to do the peace corps which was a very new thing um in the 60s it yeah. was new kennedy mm-hmm. started it really yeah then he According, got shot in november of this year the movie takes place in yeah according to nathan who is he what? currently going to do the peace corps who? if that ever comes back um, it was only two years old when this movie was set in. Oh, okay. So that's an historical context for you. Interesting. What are you cackling about while I'm talking? <laughs> I don't know if Sarah is aware that President <laughs> Kennedy was shot. Recently? Where were you when Kennedy was shot? Apparently <laughs> Sarah, not I, I hate for this to be, to be the way that you find out, but what? President Kennedy was Wait. shot on November what? 11th, 1963? Why? I don't know if that's right, but maybe. Sounds hmm. about right. Who would do such a thing? Lee Harvey Oswald, supposedly. Oops. But also maybe the CIA. But <gasps> also maybe Cuban nationals. <laughs> Who's to ah, say? Maybe baby. Maybe it was baby. Maybe it was the yeah. Peace Corps. Whoa. That's why they never called her baby again. <laughs> maybe she joined the Weathermen Underground and went rogue. Ooh, actually, question I want to save for later. I saw it. You can think about it now. What do you think baby actually ended up doing with her life? after so yeah we can think about that for later so anyways um what was i talking about oh yeah so then neil was like she was like yeah i'm doing the peace corps whatever and then neil was like i'm gonna join a freedom ride blah 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 which yeah. and then that turned baby on she's like oh i love a social activist I guess that was I'll actually <laughs> so i learned this i took a class last semester called jews in american politics and we learned about many things, but during the time period of the 60s, the majority, I think, or at least two-thirds of white volunteers for the Freedom Rides were young Jews Mm. who were, like, really interested in changing things for the better. Did that read as, like, genuine to you when Neil said he was going to join a Freedom Ride and when Baby said she was going to the Peace Corps? Well, Neil is a not very genuine person, but I think it was interesting that they included that detail in there. Sure. Because, like, that's what a lot of young Jews were doing at the time. It doesn't matter if they were assholes or not. Sure. 
I read this as a very different maybe because I didn't oh, interesting. pick up. Yeah, no, I thought it was insincere. It was. Mm. I didn't. And that baby is so immature that she believed it. She's like, oh, he's like, maybe so. He's really it. deep. I didn't see baby as believing it at all. I thought she recognized oh, really? that she's being pandered to. Mm. But maybe I'm but then she, yeah. she agrees to dance with him. They were on that bridge. She didn't have another choice. She, yeah. kind of, she didn't get to answer any of her own questions. Their yeah. dad was just like, sure, she will. Yeah, of course she'll dance with you. Yeah, why does she like her dad? Because she's, like, she's my, a daddy's girl. Well, my papa's the best. But, but can I just say that this movie, because the I didn't really recognize it was a Jewish summer camp, <laughs> I it was very much just like a whole like white liberal thing. Mm. Because yeah. like something baby's mom says is when they can't finish their dinner, they're like, <laughs> oh, look at all these, this food that's left over. Are there still starving children in Europe? And then baby's like, actually... It's Southeast Asia now because Vietnam. Yeah. And it's like, they're so wealthy that like the war to war doesn't even affect them. They're not, none of their sons are going. There's a lot of like, that's the class warfare part. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then let's, let's get into that. So like Jews in the fifties. Okay. Let's get into Jews in the fifties. Yeah. So Jews were not always like included in stuff, like allowed to be, you know, in parts of society. They were considered okay. dirty immigrants for a long time. But then in the 50s, things started really changing. Okay. So this was like post-war. There was this sentiment of like, we all fought together. Like, we're all brothers and sisters. Okay. So Jews were starting to be considered white at this point in time. They weren't always, and now they were. And like, because of that whiteness, they like worked their way up a lot of times in the socioeconomic Okay. standing area so that's like where the wealthiness comes are in you are you arguing that they're not out of touch rich people no they are okay in a sense yes y'all thought you were gonna get a jewish history lesson clicking on this dirty dancing <laughs> podcast <laughs> you know every, every, everything i touch turns jewish so here we are but i just i couldn't take any of the rich people seriously oh yeah no they're all uh cartoons yeah. Yes. Um, eat the rich. Eat the rich is what I have to say about that. But it's because yeah. it's like, oh, you know what's interesting about this movie? Mm-hmm. The like three tiers, <laughs> or maybe there's multiple if you really want to break it down. But it's like the guests, the waiters who were all recruited from like Harvard and Yale, yeah. <laughs> so they got a complex, and then the dance squad yes. who were like. For some reason, all the dancers, like, learn dance on the street somehow. Mm. Like, none of... That's very interesting. There's, like, my mom kicked me out when I was 15. I have been dancing ever since. Like, what a weird career. Yeah. Same with, like, Johnny just randomly learning how to dance with Arthur Murray. Yeah, he's so passionate about dancing that I was expecting to have this backstory. He's like, yeah, dance saved my life. Like, I was a drug addict, but then I found dance. And it's like, yeah, there was this guy who came by one day, and he said, I could teach you to teach other people how to dance. Arthur Murray's, like, a dance school. Mm. Here's, Here's the thing. I think there's at least a fourth tier that they didn't even really talk about. Yes. When I was watching this movie, I was like, you know... This is the 60s, but there's, like, no black people in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. barely any. Like, there's the band, and there's, like, one or two of there's the like, dance squad yeah, like couples. one couple. And, like, obviously, this is this is literally civil rights time. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a relationship between, like, um, Jewish activists and, like, civil rights activists. I think that's a stretch to make for this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because they didn't even cover it. What? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, no, no, because I'm just saying, like, during that time period, like, there were, like, Jewish activists who were involved in civil rights, but there's, like, no mention of that at all. 
So, but why do you think that? So you read the movie as overtly Jewish. <laughs> well, I do but now because no, I figured that out today. There's no real reference to the civil rights movement except for the, the annoying kids comment about freedom riders. Yeah, it is supposed to be just a fun movie, so they don't really even like get into the actual like. Right. They're kind of like poking fun at the time period and like Vietnam and like. Right. It's 1987 going. Remember 1963? Yeah, mm. exactly. So that's why it's it's not as serious as. I'm like being like, oh, they're not covering this stuff. Like, no, it's just like a fun dance movie, and they're trying to get in like historical context. We're attempting where, to talk about we, really serious themes, and I'm so sorry. How do we, so we, we pull back to not... Johnny's fabulous hips? All right, oh, well, let's start do it right now. Start there. <laughs> Say less. His pants very tight. Yeah. They were well tailored. They were well tailored yes. dance pants. Yes. Dance, dance pants. Dance. It's the name of my new my new band. Dance. Hi, we're dance pants. Everybody's talking about my dance pants. Ever see that Jimmy Fallon sketch? So many times. It defined me for a period of my life. Good. Um, but, but I just, like, I love... There are a couple movies that, like, take place in the 60s that do, like, the whole... This is the accepted form of dancing where you're, like, you leave room for Jesus. I guess you wouldn't leave room for Jesus at a Jewish summer camp. Moses. How about that? <laughs> you would leave room for Moses. <laughs> Does Moses care? Probably not. He anyway. Was, he was kind of an asshole, you have to, actually. You have to lock that's your another <laughs> story for another time. <laughs> that's enough. We already talked about Moses <laughs> on a previous episode. We can't circle back now. Sorry. All right. Keep going. Um, but anyway, it's like you have to stay, you know, oh, three feet away from your partner. And, like, it's all very controlled. And then there's the other type of dance where it's very much just, like, move your body how it feels <laughs> good. But, like, also be good at dancing because if you're not good at it, we'll make fun of you. Yeah. Um, that's not really a facet of this movie. It's just a facet of my own insecurity about not being good at dancing, which I felt the entire time I was watching this movie. I was oh, just no. like, I'm not good at dancing, and I wish I was. Yeah. Uh, this, mo- this movie did make me want to learn how to properly dance. I Physically, I think I'm unable. I think I was born without whatever bones it takes. <laughs> or maybe too many bones. I don't know. I can't That's dance. a lie. I've seen you, like, half dance. <laughs> and if Where? you weren't bone with Where was it? with the dancing bone, then I guess I wasn't born with any bones. They call you boneless Sarah. Comparatively, human. I don't think I can dance. I can't dance. I know you can't. Not a chance. No. Speaking of Kenny Ortega, I we owe him so much. I used to be killer at Just Dance, but I would only move the hand with the Wii remote. Oh, you were one of those. So you weren't very, you weren't good at Just Dance. That's what I mean. Uh, I couldn't dance. Oh my god. And it was Just Dance. Oh, (laughs) there's another serious theme I really want to talk about Mm. for this fun movie. Do we want to talk about abortions? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just touch it for a quick sec. Do this movie. Do we want to talk about abortion? This movie shined a light on why abortion access is so important, and like we're literally still fighting about this to this day. This is a movie is from the like set in the sixties, and like it's from nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, and it provides this unsuspecting. Like, when was Roe v. Wade? That's a good question. I think it was seventy three. Uh, that's a guess. I thought 70- it was something 70 something see i'm i'm not i can look it up a historian or a film scholar mm-hmm. i don't really know about the, the, the depiction of abortion on film this seemed cartoonish yeah it is a little like 
ridiculous the way they handle it they also i don't maybe they weren't even allowed to say pregnant or abortion i don't know what the what the language rules were back then because baby's dad keeps saying you're the one that got penny in trouble yeah like the the air quotes are palpable in trouble that's like like something my grandpa would say but also like how did pen uh, not penny how did baby's dad fix penny when i assume she had like internal bleeding and i like, was thinking about that today he just brought his little doctor bag and was like i was some medicine all, was like, better. all better yeah. i was assuming that he just gave her antibiotics and then she was fine but like uh, if this was real life she would probably be having something worse happening. i i assumed it was just like and an she, infection she was like yeah and he said i could still have kids and i'm like fine and that's I'm very like, important to know that she still she doesn't sleep around and she can still have kids meaning she's still a viable woman yeah that thank is, uh, god she's not ruined yeah <laughs> see i didn't i you're very i know this you love this movie and i'm sorry no no being i too harsh. i, I, I want to be critical of it because it you know it, because, because it does hold up in some ways but others it doesn't yeah it's a, it's a really fun movie to watch but exactly. if we're gonna dig into it like this yeah 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 we're doing a critical movie podcast and here we are <laughs> I just, I just felt like it was so clownish. It's like, huh, like yeah. the, the kid Billy uses like he had a he had a, a rusty knife and a folding chair. Like we're talking about the abortion doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess um, it was illegal in the state or oh, wait, 1963. Sorry, I'm for, I'm getting confused about when the movie takes place and when it it does blur the lines made. a little bit. Because for most of it, I don't really read it as 1963. Well, that's something with and I blame the, Swayze. I blame the soundtrack because it gets confusing. Right. It's a combo yeah. soundtrack of like 60 songs and also 80 songs. So let's, okay, let me just look at the soundtrack for a sec because it really varies. So it starts off with Be My Baby by the Ronettes, mm-hmm. the opening song. Lovely. That's what a, a jam. jam. Actually, it starts with Big Girls Don't Cry. It's such an iconic soundtrack. It's almost like a parody. Yeah, the opening credits is the Ronettes, and then it goes into um, Big Girls Don't Cry because, you know, mm. Big Girls Don't Cry. They I don't know why. We had a bootleg version of the um, Jersey Boys Broadway show soundtrack in my car growing up. Why? I don't know. That's a lot about you. <laughs> it wasn't mine. But no, but you participated. Yeah. Yeah, and then so some of the 80s songs that are on here, there's I've Had the Time of My Life. Oh, it's not Jennifer Grey singing on this no, song. I thought definitely it was. It's a, diff- it's a different Jennifer. <laughs> so I mixed it up. Um, Too many Jennifers. Pick one. Then there's She's Like the Wind, which Patrick Swayze sings. Which one is that? The one where he's um, getting in his car and leaving, I think. I I'm pretty sure. I have to do a rewatch. She's Like the Wind. I kind of hmm. drifted off. Yeah, that part. It's, really, <laughs> it's, a, it's my least favorite song of the whole movie. Um, then... Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen. Oh my god. I know you hate that song, Becky. I hate that song. <laughs> it really gets me. It's got that good, like, dancing beat, you know? I guess. Hungry I can't. It, it makes me think of the Eminem commercial. Okay. That's, like, I don't know. I just don't like that song. Don't look at me like you're hungry. Um, <laughs> I'll hungry, make you a sandwich. Hungry Like the Wolf? Huh? Oh, great song. From You Hypocrite. <laughs> I love that song because it's in Big Fat Liar. Anyways, Hey Baby, that's a more 60s song by Bruce Channel. Right. Stay by Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs. That is probably my favorite song. Mm. I put it on so many of my playlists because it gets stuck in my head. I guess, like, just, I'm going to be basic and just say Time of My Life is my favorite song from this 
movie. I it's, want it's, that extended mix that they have at the end. If it's stuck in my head the most, I know it. Hmm. I don't know. I think the Black Eyed Peas cover. Oh my god. Dirty <laughs> bit. As a kid. Dirty bit. What's going on? <laughs> I'm singing this song. As a kid, I definitely thought that it was Elton John singing that song. Mm-hmm. Valid. I can see um, that. And, yeah. but a time came when I was like, Gross. Something shattered. doesn't add up. <laughs> uh, this isn't on any of his greatest hits albums. <laughs> I gave you all the clues, Sarah. <laughs> you could have saved her. Could have saved her. I feel like there was a song love is strange by mickey ampersand sylvia that fun little guitar bit and them crawling on the floor and being all cute so maya and i agree that this that dirty dancing is a very sexy movie yeah man sarah <laughs> not to <laughs> what's the question it, I d- the question is is it the is it the fact that the relationship isn't super well developed or is it the actual like camera to pelvis <laughs> nature of the film that you that turns you off um probably both i'm more of like the jane austen mindset where walking <laughs> past each other in the parlor is much more like it's filled with yeah. so much more sexual Let's tension take a lap around the parlor excuse you I wasn't done. I was was emphasizing your point. Like that part, you know that part in Pride and Crutches with Kira Knightley? I guess I was done. Where they're walking around the parlor and she's like making eyes? Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, continue. No, I'm done. Anyways. I I agree. I agree that I do like a movie where most of it is the yearning and the pining. I like the yearning and the pining. But also, I like a movie where I don't have to be exhausted by the time they get together. Like, Dirty Dancing. There is some some yearning and pining. She does make some eyes at him. She's just... It's a crush. She makes eyes by David Archuleta. It's not... (laughs) Oh, God. It's not yearning. It's not... Yearning is a physical feeling. Yes. She has a crush. Yeah. And Johnny thinks that she's I annoying. Too. Um, but let me just say, I don't want this to get forgotten. Okay. At the very end, uh-huh. the during their final dance, and they're like together and they're doing the dance, right before they like start getting into it, Johnny kisses the tip of her nose. Ew. And I just Okay, that's cute though. It's cute. And I was just like, I think I was just like, oh boy, I die. Oh, it was it was adorable. In front of people? Yeah. Ugh. I think it, I thought it was cute. I agree. The one thing about their relationship that was kind of cringy, I think. One thing? At least the okay, minimum one thing. But just like the one thing that stuck out to me was when she's like in his bed and she's like, "Have you had many women?" Oh no. I was like, <laughs> "Ma'am." It's like, "Why would you word it like that?" <laughs> My commentary was like, "Yeah, what's your body count, dude?" <laughs> what's your number? How many oh. takedowns you had? <laughs> God, but then his whole thing was like, "Yeah, these wi- these women use me." Yeah, he got into this whole emotional thing about how these women are like just using him for sex, which, which is like actually really like deep and upsetting. Could have been something if they had explained it yeah. at all. You know Finnick's plotline in The Hunger Games? Yes. Yeah. It was basically, <laughs> was that? He basically became like a male prostitute. Yeah. Oh, delightful. Yeah. But it was kind of, like, if they had spent any time on it, I feel like it could have developed some emotion for him. But, like, we didn't need it because it's a fun 80s movie. <laughs> a question. Patrick Swayze, I looked it up. He's 35 in this movie. Okay. Is he supposed to be a teenager? Because he acts like one. No. I think he's supposed like to be a little 20s. bit older. Yeah. 20s? He yeah. acts like a young Because baby's 20s. supposed to be about to be a freshman in college. Right. So she's 18. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Cut. I didn't even think yeah. of that. 
so I don't. I didn't look up how old Jennifer Grey is. So actually, in ooh, at this time, was she dating Matthew Broderick by this point? I don't know. Okay, wait, they dated? Yes, and let me tell you about it. So, fun fact: during Ferris Bueller, I forget what year Ferris Bueller came out. They played brother the year and sister. This one. Okay, so nineteen eighty six. They played brother and sister mm-hmm. in that movie, and they were dating while it was happening. Oh, so very much had, like life with Derek. Yeah, Jennifer Grey and Matthew Broderick played siblings, but were actually dating. And that's that on that. Before we move on to anything else, I just want to say another really important scene is the gazebo scene. Or as Mr. Kellerman s- says, the gazebo. <laughs> Which one is the gazebo scene? The, at the very beginning? The very end. Okay, what? where she's talking to her dad and telling him that he's a hypocrite. Okay, so oh, they're not. They're on a porch, no? Some sort of porch <laughs> Sorry, go situation ahead. by the lake. <laughs> you go. That part was so funny to yeah. me. Yeah, really? Like, let me explain why. Because the scene before it, Baby has to admit that she was was sleeping with Johnny yeah. in order to give him an alibi and clear his name that he wasn't a thief. Yeah. So Baby admits in front of her entire family, her dad, um, that she's like, I was with Johnny that night. And then it's a hard cut to the dad just staring out over the water because he just found out his daughter has had sex. He's like, the world is destroyed. He's like, my baby girl. It looks like those depression med commercials. (laughs) It does. She's like, he's he's depressed. (laughs) But yes, so yeah, so baby basically is like, I'm sorry I lied to you, but like you didn't, you you told me that everyone should have a fair shot, but really you only meant rich people. Yeah, so that's, like, a big thing about, like, classism and hypocrisy, which is the one of the more serious layers of this movie that mm-hmm. I appreciate. And it's funny, it's just funny that Patrick Swayze is the stand-in for, like, the underdog lower-class person. He's, like, a six-foot-whatever Greek god. god. He's, like, yeah. blonde and just, like... He's not blonde. He's blonde. No, he's not. Dirty blonde. He's he's dirt dancing. It doesn't matter what he is. He's he's a chiseled punk, a chunk of man. <laughs> and, and it's just um, like it's funny. Side note: Yes, uh, this is not the first movie where he has played a greaser type. No, Outsiders. Yes, which is another um, seventh grade favorite of mine. He's, he's soda pop. <laughs> no, dairy. no, he's dairy. He's the yeah. older brother. Yes, I yes. looked it up because I was like, was his name Johnny in the Outsiders mm, as well? No, nope. he but was, it was dairy. Was much, Matthew Dillon was Dally, love of my freaking life in middle school. <laughs> Every I wrote, I wrote stay golden on my Converse. I shit you not. Every middle schooler who thought they were deep loved Dairy. <laughs> Dally? Yeah. One, whoever. Da- no, Dally. Dally is the one that gets killed by the cops yeah. when yeah. Johnny dies or whatever. Yeah. Spoilers for the outsiders. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. No, now I want to watch that one again. Which is, that one, by the way, is a Coppola. But anyways. It's, it's um, a great, da- Dirty Dancing is a fun looking movie. It Because ha- he's got that greaser energy. And the, and just the number at the end pulls it all together. It's just fun. It's a fun movie. Like we yeah. like maybe it's all good and well to dig into whether or yeah. not it treats abortion right. They recognize that it's set in a really tough decade time period. But doesn't talk to any people it was tough for. Yes. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head, Becky. Ding ding ding. But it's a fun movie just to sit down and enjoy and maybe talking maybe the more we talk about it, the less Inclined I'll ever be to watch it again. So <laughs> I will keep watching it always because of that scene when they're mm. 
dancing in his cabin by the I have <laughs> another I have another question for you ladies. Yeah. Do you have a favorite dance scene from a movie in general? Like any movie? Oh. Like oh. not the, like the end of Strictly Ballroom. Oh, which I made you watch just the end part. Oh, yes, yeah. you did. Because I'm so obsessed with it. Yes. But we can save that movie for another time. So, I think mine's probably the first ball from Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 movie. But she's upset at it. He, I, there's still some raucous good fun I, to be I, had. I like that it's raucous good fun. Okay. Like, not, I, I love a, a, a she's moody dance. She's barely tolerable. I love... <laughs> I love a moody dance with like Lizzie Bennett. The the two the the protagonist and her man are like staring into each other's eyes and either hate each other or love each other and <gasps> trying to figure it out. I love those. But I love like I just learned. a barn dance. Sarah, do you have a favorite dancing scene from a movie? The end of Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when everyone's oh, dancing. Yeah. That's my favorite. Music. It's another hey, period. Nani Nami indeed. Oh, yes, it's man. Another period costume drama, so mm. it tracks, but it's so good. That's my favorite. There's so many good dance scenes. I'm going to think of so many later. So then the question that I wanted to save to the end, Mm -hmm. what do you guys think Baby did with her life after the end of this story? I think she definitely didn't go to college or go to the Peace Corps and then she just ran away with Patrick Swayze to like dance and then they had kids and they started to fight about money and then they were like oh well should, maybe we just shouldn't be together and she was like but i love you why can't we rekindle that fire from jewish summer camp and he's like it's different now <laughs> and he storms off and she's like oh but i want him back and then she like dances to him and they get back together and then they grow old that's why i imagine <laughs> I, like, I liked your little movement that you did <laughs> you said dances you kind of just like moved your shoulders a little bit <laughs> i really appreciate yeah. that anyway I think that Baby still did the Peace Corps. What was she planning on doing the Peace Corps before or after college? I'm confused by this. I guess after. I I mean, it's a two-year service period. Yeah, I guess guess she still went to Mount Holyoke. And I think they tried to do long distance and Johnny would drive to see her because, like, he said that he's not busy in the off-seasons or whatever. Um, but I don't think it lasted, and I think it kind of fizzles out, but I think it's going to be something they both regret letting go of for the rest of their lives. I think Ed's sad. Hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hmm. That's good. Maya, Okay, bring us back up, please? (laughs) My fantasy version of this when I was younger was that, um, they would start a dance school together, and they would be dance teachers together. I love that. She would just run off and live her best life. But now after watching this today, I'm, like, thinking about this. I'm like, I think she still went to college because of societal expectations. I... And, you know, I kind of do think maybe, like, things fizzled out. I think she seemed like she cared about what she was going to study. But she became more confident in herself, Mm -hmm. continued to live her life because of this one summer experience that she had. And then when she gets to college, she gets even more progressive than she already is and learns about all the things that were missing from this movie and she joins the weathermen underground and blows up some buildings and becomes a socialist interesting was patrick swayze her manic pixie dream girl (gasps) oh (laughs) oh my god the answer to your question is yes (laughs) you know how like the rich person becomes enamored with the poor life (laughs) and it's like oh it's so much more endearing and charming i envy you she says to penny who is pregnant and yeah. can't afford an abortion yeah no i th- yeah i think you just i think you just got it that he's he's her hot dancer man that like she can save 
yeah. by loving. It's um, it's that one song by. Oh no, I brought it up and I can't remember what it's called. You know, good job. Um, sing it. Common people. You know oh, that song? Yes. Yeah, no. it's Common People by. I don't know. Pulp. Indie people. Brit pop, but good try. <laughs> well, I think we've talked about all the things we wanted to talk about. Do we want to rate it now? What's our rating system? Um, watermelons. Oh, okay, yes. In in honor of the scene in which Billy is trying to carry in those massive watermelons. Out of the three? Party. <laughs> out of oh, three? Is it out of three watermelons? Because he has three watermelons? Sure. Okay. Let's go with that. Sure. All right, who wants to take it first? Sarah, you want to go? I'll do one and three quarters out of three watermelons. Okay. Because I enjoyed it. Um, I don't need to watch it again, ever. You know, like, I'm glad I watched it. Mm -hmm. I feel like now I'm a part of something (laughs) that I wasn't before. But I think I've gleaned everything I needed to from the film. You're a part of the dance, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get off the the ride now. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so I would probably give Dirty Dancing two watermelons out of three watermelons mm. because i really did enjoy it i had such a good time and i thought it was really cute and like fun uh but i'm not burning to watch it again and i do think there are problems but it's like the problems that i can easily ignore to just have a good time yeah well i have to give this three out of three watermelons <laughs> because i love this movie to death even if i am critical of it mm-hmm. um Amazing. I'm happy we let you pick to watch this because I... I'm glad. I didn't know if you guys would like it or not. I'm happy that I've finally seen it. I do (laughs) feel like I'm part of something. I'm a film miner who's seen a film. Ah, finally. Don't let that... Don't spread that around. I don't want expectations to be formed. I won't tell your professors. Well, I think we're at that time. Is it time for tag yourself? very special time. Very special time. like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I have mine. So... Uh, to start with, Sarah, oh, I'll, I'll start with you. I tagged you as the Schumachers. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> as both the Schumachers, the little old couple who go to Jewish <laughs> summer camp to Jewish summer camp stealing wallets. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> because I think yeah. you're, I, <laughs> I think you're wily and in for a grift, and I appreciate that <laughs> about you. Cool. Sarah, not you're not you're Sarah. Hi. You're oh, Sarah. I'm done with you, Maya. Yep. Um, um, yes. Who I tagged you as? I tagged you as baby's mom. <laughs> specifically, <laughs> specifically baby's mom at the end. Yeah. Because when she goes, sit down, Jake. <laughs> to the father, I'm just like, oh shit. Like all of a all of a sudden. Would I do that? Ba- yes. <laughs> I think you would do that. In fact, to I think save you, romance. I think if you saw true love happening, <laughs> if you saw your daughter like in love dancing on the stage and you saw like any body trying to stop that, you'd be like, sit down, Jake. This is not your Thank fight. Thank you. And then later she says, I think she could set for me. And that's a little I would it. say that. You'd, <laughs> you'd be like, you no mm, shame. Game recognizes game. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I tagged myself as Billy, the watermelon boy, the, right, co- the Johnny's cousin, cousin. Um, <laughs> because he actually comes up quite a bit. I tagged myself at the watermelon scene. Like, right. I'm like, that's me. But <laughs> right. then he keeps coming up. Uh, and he kind of just, like, is very earnest and wants a friend. He's an OG. He's an OG. Like, uh, yeah. he's clumsy and doesn't know when to make two trips. I only ever make <laughs> one trip, at, and I hurt myself every time I go from the grocery store because I'm carrying too much. Mm-hmm. Like Billy. And just overly emotional about things sometimes um but yeah who wants to go next i can go yeah so um i also tagged myself as both the schumachers (laughs) (laughs) 
were your reasons? <laughs> because I think the only way I would ever go to this summer camp is if I were stealing from people. <laughs> you, have, you have to be getting something out yeah. of it. Let's see. Maya, I tagged you as Newman. <laughs> I don't know his actual name in the movie, but I tagged you as Newman because he's like trying to get people to have a good time and participate in the activities. And he's like enthusiastic, you know? I love that. <laughs> you know? Okay, so you're Newman. And Becky, I tagged you as Tito Suarez, the tap dancing <gasps> conductor. <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. I love a good tap number. <laughs> I saw him at the very beginning. I was like, oh, that's mad Becky energy. Wait, he's, why? Just because he tap dances? No, because he's like just swaying. He kind of looks like he doesn't know where he is, but he's just going with it. And then he starts tap dancing. <laughs> and at the very end, he's talking to the the main guy, the main hotel guy. Mm-hmm. And his lines are just dubbed over and it's so obvious and I'm like I why notice. why did they dub over just him like how badly did he mess up that they had to go back um oh okay yeah I, I accept that explanation it's yeah. very clear oh my god amazing That's... Maya how about you okay Becky I also made you Billy with the watermelons <laughs> there you go um, okay, originally, Sarah, I put you as also Newman, but I hate that answer, and I realize that you are perfect for the Schumacher, so <laughs> I have changed my answer. All right, we've reached a consensus. And I tagged myself as baby, because sometimes I'm a little too much of an idealist, and hey, sometimes you I need baby. a reality check, and I am baby. Mm. Sometimes it be like that. Yeah, so that's <laughs> it. That's the show right there. So, uh... Next week, we're going to see a pick from Sarah. What are we watching, Sarah? Yep. All right, so I'm very excited about this <laughs> week's pick for me. Um, we're going to be kind of get a pause for dramatic effect. Do we drum roll or uh, now? A little bit. Just hit me with that. Thank you. In Bruges! Woo! I've always wanted to see this movie. I am so excited. You guys talk about this. In Bruges. I'm in fucking Bruges. In a job. In Bruges. I'm I'm on a job in Bruges. So much. Well, Becky's never seen it. I've never seen In Bruges. I love the accents. (laughs) Ralph Fiennes is in it. (laughs) My favorite favorite actor, Ralph Fiennes. Uh, Yeah, amazing. So, we'll see you next week for another episode of Do You Know the Movie Man? Thanks for watching. Listening. (laughs) Good night.